The following program is funded in part by a grant from Nevada Humanities and the National Endowment for the Humanities. This is Soft Power Radio on KWNK 97.7 LPFM. Today, as part of our Black History Month special series honoring the local community, we are in conversation with Jasmine Plummer of Carson City. Jasmine was the first ever female quarterback at age 11 for a Pop Warner football team, and her story inspired a Hollywood movie called The Long Shots, starring Kiki Palmer and Ice Cube. Jasmine still plays football in the WFA, the Women's Football Alliance, for the Nevada Storm. Come see them play on April 30th at Reno High. For more info and a full schedule of games, visit nevadastormfootball.com. If somebody were to search your name, um, what would they find out about you? Okay. So, yeah, somebody will search me. Um, they'll probably find some articles of me playing football when I was younger, um, even some articles of me playing football now. Um, I uh, I have a movie that was made about me. Um, it's called The Long Shots, and that was, like, one of the main things you'll see uh, if you Google me. Um, uh Kiki Palmer and Ice Cube uh, were starring in that movie. Uh, it was about me. I was the first girl to take my team to nationals as quarterback. Uh, it was in Pop Warner. I was like, like 2011, I think it came out. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much what they'll see. And, cool. Well, yeah, <laughs> not, not everybody can say that. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Tell me a little bit, you know, let's like, I kind of want to hear about just, you know, your background. So tell me about, you know, your background, your history with sports, with football, or, you know, any other sports you started with, you know, like, what do you remember from being a kid and getting into that stuff? Yeah, so I've, I have a long history of sports. Like, I've been playing sports since I was like six or something like that, probably even before then. Um my um my uncles and like people who were in my neighborhood uh were pretty much that's all we did was played sports um i grew up in harvey illinois um that was like kind of a rough area i was like 5 minutes from chicago so um you know it, it wasn't really much for us to do out there as far as like academically and even sports wise it was, it was only a couple sports facilities that we could go to so um growing up uh I was I played football um from like six up to maybe like right before high school and then I actually wrestled um for the Harvey Twisters um I've, I wrestled for a couple of years uh, one year I got second in boy state and then another year I got first place in girl state um, so that was a big thing because it was uh, with like the ISHA or something like that. It was a pretty nationally ranked uh, competition there. Um, I also ran track in high school. Uh, I played basketball from middle school to college. Um, I even I dabbled in a little bit of tennis and uh, my uncle tried to get me to play tennis once, but I didn't really like it too much. <laughs> and uh, he also tried to have me play baseball, but 
baseball is extremely boring to me. So <laughs> that one didn't stick either. What are some of your earliest memories of, you know, I mean, a lot of people remember playing sports, but not everybody can remember necessarily like being good at it, you know? So do you have any memories early on where you kind of felt like, you know, doing athletic stuff was really some, both something you like to do, but also like something you could feel you were good at? Yeah. So it's so funny that you asked, cause I'm actually gonna be writing a book here um, about my football journey pretty much. Um, so when I was younger, I could remember, um, like at first I would play Barbies with my cousins on the, on the porch. And then like one day my, like a couple of my uncles and like some neighborhood friends were playing football on the street. And I, like, we usually like play the two hand touch in the street. And I remember like, they asked me if I wanted to play cause some kid had to go home. So they needed a sub. And I remember when I first went out there and was catching the ball and holding the ball and they're them playing with me. Like from then on, it's just been football, even to now. I just, from there, I just wanted to play football and I love the game. It was, it's very thrilling and fun, extremely fun to play. Yeah. So did you, did you kind of like get, get a feel for it really quickly? Cause for example, throwing a football is, you know, it's kind of tricky. And I feel like kids can take kids a long time sometimes to really learn, you know, kind of the right way to do it. Like, did you feel like kind of, you know, were you a natural at it right off the bat? Uh, not to to my own horn, but yeah, pretty much. Um, so actually, like, so when we would play like in the neighborhood, um, yeah, I would throw the ball a lot. Um I guess I would be in that quarterback position and yeah, it just came pretty naturally. Like I didn't really have to try too hard. It, it just happened. Um, but also I would say like, I did it a lot. Um, I found I, it was my passion. So I constantly was practicing. So I guess it's, it's natural. And I uh, kept doing my skill and then so when I first started with actually playing in an organization, uh, which is the Harvey Coates, uh, was the Pop Warner team that I played for, I started off as linebacker. Uh, a lot of people didn't know that, that that was my first position. So in that position, I would, I mean, I can knock people out. And that and that's uh, something that obviously you got to be stronger and really aggressive to do. and. I feel like I excelled at that. And because I took it off off the, even if it's not in practice, I would, you know, I would be out there on the field with my friends after school and like literally in school. Actually, another memory that now I'm just thinking about it was the first time I ever got detention was because I was playing football. <laughs> One, uh, my principal, we, we used to play, it's called Killer Man. Um, it's basically you throw the ball up and it's kind of like a what's that sport uh, rugby you throw the ball up somebody has to get and you try to get score a touchdown and just it was just everybody for itself you you whoever gets it try to score on either end um, but we would tackle and the school didn't like that because one kid got hurt so then they told us not to play and don't do that anymore and of course we did the following day and we all got detention because of that and that was like the only time I got detention too so <laughs> So that's definitely memorable for sure. Um, but yeah, Har uh, Harvey, Illinois, 
where I grew up was rough, but the, the city really like helped the young people who wanted to play sports out. So that was cool. Yeah. Can you talk? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Like in, in like in what way? You mean sort of identifying when kids had talent, and supporting them, and stuff, or what do you mean? Yeah, pretty pretty much like that. Not not necessarily even if they had talent. Um, like so, like I said, the Harvey Colts obviously Pop Warner is a lot of volunteers. People are not getting paid to be out there and helping us and being coaches and what we have like practice three days a week, traveling like using their own money to, you know, help us out and actually play. So, I mean, that, that is in itself was like pretty selfless for those people to do that and help us out. Um, like, obviously there's, there was multiple, there was multiple um, organizations. Like I said, there was the wrestling that was big in Harvey and football were one of the biggest things that we had and the people who were involved in that were very passionate and helpful for sure.
was This Train by Sister Rosetta Tharp. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. We are in conversation with Jasmine Plummer about the scarcity of women's sports leagues and why we need more of them. So, I mean, you know, one of the first examples you mentioned, um, like your memory of playing football was sort of like you said, you know, kind of hanging out on the porch, playing with Barbies or whatever. Um, obviously, you know, this is like a big topic of conversation, but just to, you know, get, get it started a little bit, talk a little bit about your memories then of, you know, being a girl playing football, you know, and kind of what that, you know, how that played out and how that developed kind of over the years. Right. Yeah. So like I said, um, my first year of playing it with Pop Warner, I was linebacker. So but obviously before we got our positions and everything a lot of boys would try to intimidate me or like say you can't play or like would just you know try to down me and make me feel like I don't belong there but uh I would serve up some hits and really knock some people out and uh that pretty much stopped all that (laughs) no I didn't really get teased much after that um that was then you know and then even like um when we would go to away games, like uh, my uncle was, was one of my coaches. Uh, he would purposely say at the end of the game to go take my helmet off and go show the other team that I was a girl to be like, yeah, okay. Like you want to talk all the smack and stuff, but, and then I'm the one who's knocking you down pretty much. So that was cool. And then even now, like um, right now I play for the WFA, uh, the Nevada storm. Um that the league is one of like few like women's sports that we can really do. I mean, and even at that, 
um, you you have to pay to play. Like it's um, it's pretty much uh, in I would say like a it's hard to get into because if you don't have the money to play, then you won't be able to just do your hobby. And it's literally just a hobby that it's hard for women to do. Like even around here playing basketball, like I can't even find like a league that like I can play with girls around here. Like, I mean, I guess it could be because of where we're at. Like maybe if we were in a bigger city or something like that, you know, but there's not many women's sports that you can join or play with like softball, anything. Like you can't really find that around here. So it's pretty hard to find something for women to do as sports. Like they always associate us with cooking or whatever. Like it's not much that you can find. Like I just found out about the WFA like what three years ago. And then I start joining and I joined the team then when I found out about it. Because if I would have known about it, I would have been playing football when I was right out of college. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we'll return to talk about that um, a little bit, but, uh, but before we do, maybe just, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, you haven't really said it, but what exactly, you know, do you love about playing football? You know, what do you feel like you loved about it before? And obviously, since you're still doing it now, you know, talk about some of the things about that sport in particular that you really like. Um, I guess it's the real like competitive nature of it. Like I, it's really a good feeling to like be running down the field and being able to know that I'm like one of the best players out there and like trying to outwit the person in front of me and see if I can get around them, uh, trying to, you know, get the most yards in the season, like just being the best at something like physical, that that really drives me and was really something that I love about football is, is you it's your hard work your work ethic all that is a test and is is really uh, what excels you so you putting your hard work in and it just shows up on the field and you can show people that you're great and that you know how to play the sport and it, yeah that part. Cause I mean, like I know I, I wanted to be like yeah, you know some of those, was it uh, Michael Vick? You know, like I feel like okay, like obviously you know, if I could be in the NFL, like I could be out there doing the same thing that they're doing, you know. So that part about that competitive part is really what it is, and I love knocking people out. That's actually good. It's it's a huge uh, release. You get. You get a real release with that for sure. Um, but you did say you mentioned kind of playing some other sports too. So why, you know, why do you feel like football is the one uh, you kind of come back to as opposed to like you mentioned playing basketball too, for example? Yeah, I don't know. Like football is just it's different. It's more physical. I like the physical part, um, the physical aspect of it, that knocking people down. Um, I mean, basketball is a physical sport. But it, it's different when you're on that field, yeah, and you're just trying to run and be the best. That It's a great feeling, for sure. Um, I saw, and this is, you know, maybe you can kind of give me some more info on this, but just kind of doing some 
like a little bit of research about you kind of after Nijay asked about doing the interview, I saw that you kind of took a long break from playing sports, right? Kind of, you know, in, uh, in your twenties, mostly, um, why, you know, why did you take a break? Was it voluntary or like you said, you just couldn't find a place to play. And then why did you, why have you kind of come back to it in the past few years? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like, um, so I played basketball in college. Um, I didn't continue playing basketball. Uh, so I did, uh, we had a community college and then we moved to uh, University of Reno. So I didn't play basketball there. Um, and then it was like, I didn't know where to play. I mean, people know right now, you could tell me of any places that I can play basketball at or anything like that. But yeah, I didn't know there wasn't any publicity or anything out for women playing any kind of sports so that wasn't really one of the main reasons why especially like living out here I didn't know where I could play and uh, somebody told me about the WFA and playing football and I'm like absolutely that's that's exactly what I want to do so um, when I found that out I jumped on it as fast as I could. say that you're my friend But I know why you're here She wants to know how I feel Tell her that I'm happy Tell her that I'm gay Tell her I'm happy Any other was Any Other Way by Jackie Shane. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. Today, we are in conversation with Jasmine Plummer, 
who, at the age of 11, was the first ever female quarterback for a Pop Warner football team. She is still playing football, now for the Nevada Storm. Come cheer them on April 30th at Reno High. Visit NevadaStormFootball.com for more info. That was Start Talking by A. Nako. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. So tell me a bit about the WFA and how big, you know, is that league and how does it work? Um, it's a pretty big league. It's um, the WFA. Um, I think they've been around for a while now. Um, it's a national uh, record, nationally uh, recognized league. Uh, there's like, there's three different divisions, uh, D1, D2, D3. Then there's like at least like 30 teams or something like that um, that all play. Um, and then we got, so I uh, think they, they just got a contract with the NFL actually, and they're able to um, use the Ohio, um, what is that, Hall of, uh, Hall of Fame Stadium. Um, that was our last championship we played there because of that little that contract they just signed. So um, they are trying to, you know, progress women's football pretty much. Um, they uh, they have been, like I said, been around for a while. So they they have been slowly, but you know, looks like surely coming up with uh, more ways to introduce women's football to more people. Um, like I said, we. My first year playing with the WFA, like we didn't have as many uh, fans out there, but it's it's growing a bit. Um, we have more last year, and especially because now we have two titles. We have a we won the D three division and we won the D two last year, so now we're in the Division one, and hopefully we're trying to take home that um, number one title. So um, hopefully we'll have more fans out there, more people can come to the games. Um, Actually, the one of the teams, like one of the best teams um, with the WFA, they're the Boston Renegades. Um, they're, uh, what is it? The Patriots uh, gave them a flight, like gave them the private jet to fly to the national, to the national championship. That was pretty dope. So, man, I mean, like if uh, we make it this year, I'm saying like Las Vegas, if you're listening, uh, y'all can support us to that same thing, you know. So hopefully that works out. But uh, yeah, and then there's other there's other leagues as well as uh, the WNFC. That's a pretty uh, good league there. They're trying to uh, they're actually trying to pay players a little bit more like uh, site have sponsors and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, the other the other leagues, like other leagues that I've heard of are usually like the lingerie leagues and like nobody wants to do that. Come on now. Like just because I want to play sports, like I got to show my butt. Like, come on now. That's just obviously that's degrading women. Like, come on now. Just do you see men out there doing that? Like, sheesh. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and so is there is there a component to of some of those leagues uh, of kind of like reaching out to younger kids, you know, to sort of like get like younger girls and stuff playing, you know, obviously if you start playing as an adult, right, you're at a pretty big disadvantage, you know? So do they try to do kind of some outreach to kids, especially like a sport like football, which, you know, at this point, you know, is 
maybe lagging behind some other sports as far as, you know, getting younger girls to play and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the W the WFA and the WNC, they both are doing exactly that. They are reaching out to like high school girls and uh, elementary girls and stuff like that to get more girls wanting to play football and starting to train them so that they can actually be good in the league. Cause obviously right now, right now, like, some of, I mean, some of the teams aren't as good because they just started as adults. So the competition isn't there, you know, but um, obviously if we have start off from the bottom and have people like know years and years of that, then it'll be more entertaining for people to come on and watch and stuff for sure. Yeah. So yeah, they, they're both doing that. And I think they're doing a good job at it too, for sure. Um, And, you know, as far as like, the movie goes right um and it's you know at at that time right we could say that you know you were kind of an exceptional case right and hopefully that's changing right to you know obviously if there's going to be um you know more women playing from a younger age then like you you know it won't be an exceptional thing anymore but why do you think you know they wanted to make that movie about you you know and what was what was that process like you know and 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 how you know, how did you sort of, I don't know, how'd you feel about it? And how do you feel about it now? Oh, man, that, that whole experience was like, kind of unreal. Like, I didn't really believe it while it was happening. Um, so my uncle was pretty was my lawyer. So he pretty, or was my manager. So he pretty much handled all that. Um, basically, all I like, there was a lot of people asking me for interviews, and like I would go on the news and make and do interviews and um, pretty much uh, there's talk about what my journey. But to me, it was like, I mean, I'm just being me like there's I'm not doing anything extravagant or different. I'm just being Jasmine, you know. So to me, I'm like, well, like, why? Is, why are you guys asking me? It's not like it's not a big deal. Pretty much to me, I didn't really see it as some extravagant thing so um yeah so it's it was just kind of crazy that then I they asked me oh you want to do a movie I'm like uh yeah like sure like why you want to do a movie about me like I'm just uh what I was like what nine eleven eleven year old girl like just doing me <laughs> pretty much so uh do you think the movie you know, did a good job portraying either you or kind of the circumstances or the story? Um, not really. <laughs> um, pretty much. So, I mean, it did a good job as far as like a little bit of the history of Illinois or Harvey Coates a little bit. Um, it could have been could have been better, more detailed of my life, I guess. Because uh, what it said, I was a only child, which I'm, my mom, I have five brothers and sisters, uh, said I wanted to be a model, which is not true. <laughs> um, you know, it was like saying that I was a loner and stuff like, nope, and then pick, people didn't pick on me, like none of that was true. Like, so, I mean, you know, Hollywood does that. So they're trying to make it like underdog story, but. I mean, it's still really the real story is still an underdog story, but like if they would have done it more to my real life, it would have been better for sure. But 
yeah it's it it's it still it, it was okay i guess <laughs> it didn't do all of justice because like uh the lady who played my mom in the movie was the perfect lady i can't remember her name right now um but how she acted in a different movie, uh, one of the Medea movies, is how my mom actually acts. <laughs> Not the nice, all innocent lady. No, that wasn't her. That was Start Talking by iNACO. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. We're in conversation with Jasmine Plummer about the value of sports and the power of coaches as mentors and teachers for young kids and beyond. So, I mean, kind of what I'm hearing from you, you know, is that like at that point in your life, um, you know, playing football, you know, and being like, you know, a young woman, a girl, and then a young woman playing football, like <clears throat> it, it, it like fit into your life properly. Yeah. Right? Uh, it wasn't like some weird thing that you did. Right. It was just part of who you were. Is that right? Exactly. And like, is For that sure. how you, is, and at the time, did you feel that way about it? It just kind of felt like 
this is just the thing you love to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then, like I said, the people around me made it seem like as well, like it was just something that I just did. So it, it didn't seem like any of the from the outsiders. It didn't seem like they were all, oh, no. Oh, what? She plays football. No, they're like, oh, yeah, that's Jasmine. She plays football. Like, you know, in the neighborhood. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, at that time, do you remember kind of like any role models or sort of people, you know, you look up, you looked up to um, both in the sports world and maybe in other worlds too? Yeah, um, for sure. Like all the coaches, like I said, who were out there were definitely role models to me. Like there's so many to name. Um, like I, what, and around that time, I like, like Alan, Alan Iverson, one of the bigger uh nba players that i liked uh maya Moore because you know women she was good in college and uh, obviously i love lebron james uh, he was one of the like you know when i was growing up and uh the one of my co- one, another one of my coaches for, from wrestling uh the late great uh mike elliott he was uh one of the biggest uh role models for me uh, he definitely helped me you know um, like I said, I, growing up where I was, I didn't have as like, you know, financial means. So people like Michael Elliott, uh, they helped me financially beyond the sports that I, like, you know, I wouldn't be able to, if I didn't have m- the money to go or to travel, they, uh, people like him helped me out and were able to, and I was able to play the sport that I love. Yeah. People yeah, like and you, mentioned, you mentioned that before too, like, you know, just the coaches and you know, like volunteer who largely, you know, were just people kind of volunteering their time, right? Um, talk a little bit about that too, maybe like about the role of coaches for a kid like you and for other kids and stuff that grew up where you did as far as, you know, they're not really teachers like necessarily or, you know, I mean, they are teachers in their own right, but right. Um, what, yeah, what role do they play and why, you know, why, what exactly, you know, about them was important to you, you know, like when you mentioned as role models, you know, can you just elaborate a little bit on why, you know, you looked up to them or how they, how they helped you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, like I said, coaches like that, um, they really taught you for, you know, being a black young lady out there, they were teaching me about my culture about myself like about the environment that I was in um they would um so like one example uh, Mike Elliott he would uh, actually take me to like these African festivals that they had in um Chicago that I probably wouldn't have went to otherwise like he he taught me about life and um you know actually things beyond the sport which obviously I got from being in the sport. Um, so uh, like coaches like that actually help, help, help the kids with life. This is more than a sport pretty much at that point, they become mentors and they like some, to some kids like a father figure. And, and it's just more than just being a coach at that, especially at that age when, kids are so impressionable like that a good role model is definitely like important and uh very a good one sharing life lessons and 
their own lessons and just, you know, being real with the kids is, is very much needed. Um, you know, well, now that you're older, right, and obviously you have some kids of your own, um, why do you think, you know, that some of these coaches and stuff that, that you're mentioning, you know, if you had to guess sort of why do you think that they did that? Like, why do you think that they went into coaching or what did, you know, as from the adult perspective, you know, what, um, why do you think that um, that was something they chose to do? Um, I think it now is because of the impact, they knew the impact would help shape the child to make them be more thinkers, um, to, you know, be more self-sufficient, you know, like another of my role models are like Angela Davis and Stevie Wonder and Malcolm X. So, those people like even that 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 high up and were famous that they are really instill like determination uh, perseverance and and uh, really instilling that kind of confidence in the child and as an adult and hearing like they obviously when they grew up they heard whatever both sides and they can see that giving that instruction and um giving those lessons are very important to a child as they're growing up so i think they just knew that it's needed at that age and especially because of our particular culture that we're african-american for sure that we needed to understand our history and understand the, you know, the struggle pretty much so that we can grow up to really appreciate it and want to, want to give back ourselves. And so do you kind of, you know, like, not like, you know, not to um, put you on the spot, but do you consider yourself a role model, you know, for, for, for younger kids, you know, and, you know, if you do, like, what do you think that means as far as, you know, your role uh, in a in a position of like, you know, inspiring and teaching kids? Um, I mean, I don't really see myself. I didn't really I never thought of myself as a role model. Um, but obviously, you know, I have two kids, so I want to be a good role model for them. And I guess, you know, like right now I have um, some people, some of parents messaging me on like Facebook and like Instagram saying how their kid uh like looks up to me and how they want to be like me and stuff and like that's I mean it's it's a great feeling and it's also like a little uh, I guess nerve-wracking a little bit because it's like I'm not trying to be you know a role model but I mean it's just because of what I do and how I grew up and what I've done uh, actually just put that title on me. And, you know, um, and now that like I, like I said, have those kids, have my kids, and it was like, I wanna be a great morad. I want them to learn like the right ways, like, uh, you know, good from bad. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot of responsibility for sure. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, but, you know, that being said, though, like, you know, have you done any coaching specifically? And is that something that you're kind of interested in doing? But at this point, would you rather play? 
Um, I'm always a rather play person, uh, especially like even when I'm younger or even now, like I'd rather go play basketball uh, on a like pickup game than actually watch the NBA or something. But I actually have coached um, I coached my son's team, uh, the Carson uh, Pop Warner team out here, the Tiny Mites. Uh, I coached them last year. Uh, it was pretty fun. It was a little stressful because I couldn't go out there and help them. But, uh, I, you know, I had to do it with my words and um, actually um, make them feel like this is something that you have to be dedicated to and be passionate about and try to your best at doing. So I had to make sure that I instilled that in them so that, you know, we could actually, you know, win some games. I know at this age, I had, what, there was like five, it was uh, six and under the team. So, you know, they're not, they're not really focusing on wins, but, you know, I, you know, <laughs> I really care about the wins, but, uh, you know, just making them better people and, and better player is pretty much the goal though, for being a coach. So. Um, I like being a coach. I don't know if I want to, like, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to do the, be a coach again. I do like it as that much. Uh, I might try to take it to a different route though, maybe more of a mentor role, um, after coaching, um, be more, more uh, personal with them maybe, but yeah, I like being a coach. Yeah. It's all right. Taught me some strange arithmetic Using swords, prison bars, and pistol grips English is the art of bombing towns While assuring that you really only bless the ground Science is the honorable Beautiful study where you can talk to molecules And then you make that money In mathematics, dead children don't get at it But they count the cost of bullets Coming out the automatic And I'm teaching my hands up Please don't make me a bitch Shackles, physics is the school you own the science force. Suffer how to get the fuck out the 
ghetto, of course. Home Mac could teach you how to make a few sauces and accept low pay from your Walmart bosses. If your school won't teach you how to fight for what's needed, they'll teach you to go through life and get cheated. And I'm teaching my hands up. Please don't make me a victim. Teach stand up. You need to tell us how to flip this system. Teach my hands up. Please don't make me a victim. Tell us how to flip this system wrong That was Strange Arithmetic by The Coup. You are listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. Today, we are in conversation with Jasmine Plummer about the challenges of playing sports as an adult. Jasmine plays football in the WFA, the Women's Football Alliance, for the Nevada Storm. Check out their season schedule at nevadastormfootball.com. Well, yeah, now kind of, you know, we're talking a little bit about you know, your family and stuff. Um, as an adult, you know, like playing sports is a little different, you know, like when you're a kid or when you're in college, you know, you have a lot of time, you know, and you have this right. thing called free time or whatever, and you can just, <laughs> you know, you can just do whatever you want. Um, how have you figured out kind of like balancing? Yes. Cause with a sport like that you do seriously, right. You got to like stay in shape and practice, you know, you can't just like play once a week for an hour or whatever. Right. So how do you kind of balance that and kind of balance that with like having a family and a job, obviously, and other stuff, but still kind of making time for playing football? Right. Yeah, that that one definitely is extremely hard. Um, my beautiful wife, Najee, is a big part to keeping us all together for, for that. Because uh, so like I would have football for out. Well, I work full time job and then I have to go to practice. And then my son has school and then he has to go to his practices. So my wife definitely helps out in getting him where he needs to go, letting me know what I need to do and um, getting my daughter where she needs to go. And she's definitely been a big help with uh, being the glue for us. Um, it is it is really hard because um, like if I have a football game, like if I have to travel somewhere far, either they are or coming with me and then Artelius is going to miss like his baseball practice or something. So it's it's kind of tough for sure trying to play right now with my kids. Um, I We make it work, though. Um, we, you know, we take it one day at a time and um, try to do it as the best. What's the best for us at the time, you know? But yeah, it's difficult for sure. <laughs> so it sounds like your wife's support is a big part of what makes it work though, right? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, and if I'm remembering correctly and, and like, 
Yeah, definitely correct me if I'm wrong. Did you and Najee meet playing sports? <laughs> exactly. Yep. Uh, we actually met in what eleven years ago at um, Quincy, California. We played for Feather River um, basketball team. Yep. She was a forward, and I was a point guard, and we met there, and ever since <laughs> been together. Yeah, eleven years now. Ten, eleven, something. Don't don't put that part in there. <laughs> One of those years. Um, so yeah, kind of, you know, to wrap up for like our, our, our final few questions here. Um, yeah, you know, and this might, you know, this might be dumb, and I can maybe in my mind imagine, you know, because we've been talking about it for a while, what you would say, but in your own, you know, I want to hear kind of you talk about it to it like. A young woman or you know even like a young girl who who's passionate about playing football um you know what would you say to her uh you know kind of with your experience you know some words of kind of inspiration or encouragement or whatever what would you say um for me i would just tell them do it um be confident be passionate about it and just do it i mean if you want to play football just try it for one whole year uh try it for the whole season stick to it um don't ever give up just stick to it and then after that year if you see that it's not for you then I mean go to the next sport or whatever your passion is but absolutely try to do what you want like if that is something that you thought about like okay I want to go for the basketball team this year try it I want to go play football like literally you have to try it because you never know if you're going to be the next freaking LeBron James or something. So I would make sure that you definitely do what you want to do, especially at the young age, because when you get older, you don't really have too many choices. (laughs) So you got to pursue your dreams for sure. That, That definitely would be it. Pursue your dreams. Go in hard, hard work. Don't ever give up. Just stay motivated for sure. Yeah. And from the other side, because, you know, like hearing your story, you mentioned your uncle, um, obviously some of the coaches, you know, that you kind of worked with. And then later on in life, Najee, you know, it seems like having people in your life that are supportive of what you're doing is key also, you know. Um, So what would you say then, you know, to either parents or uncles or whoever else, you know, as far as um, words to kind of encourage them to support the kids in their life. Right. Because that's a, that's a big part of the puzzle too. Right. I imagine exactly. if, you, if you didn't have that support, you know, you probably wouldn't have made it as far as you did. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And for that, then for the adults, it's like, just be out there and be supportive just because you don't think that this person could play or like personally, you don't agree with it. You still need to be supportive and be helpful and guide them into the right position that they want to be in. And then um, for sure, like share your wisdom. That's one of the like as people, we want to, you know, go to the next level. Yeah, have our kids like have them progress. Survival is you know, well, one of our main instincts. So you need to pass down that information, pass down that knowledge to the kids, like no matter what, like. Like you said, if you've played any sports before, let them know exactly what happened when you got to a certain point where you may have failed, not necessarily failed, but what, what have gone wrong and 
try to help them so that they don't get stuck in that same issue. So pretty much just help shape them and just, you know, let them be them. And was your family, you know, as a kid, um, were they supportive of you playing football from the get-go? Did you have to convince them? Um, I No, my mom didn't like it at all. <laughs> my uncle had to convince my mom pretty much about about me playing. Um, so, I mean, once she, she comes to the game, once she saw that, you know, I could handle myself, then, then she backed off a bit. But, yeah, uh, other people, I mean, you know, it was my, pretty much the moms who were a bit skeptical of me being out there, especially – I mean, I wasn't the biggest out there, but still, I mean, then once they saw, like I said, you can hold your own, then people chill out <laughs> pretty much.
That was Cranes in the Sky, covered by Big Joni. You're listening to KWNK 97.7 LPFM in Reno, Nevada. We are in conversation with Jasmine Plummer, who at age 11 was the first ever female quarterback for a Pop Warner football team. You can watch a fictionalized take on her story. Check out the movie The Long Shots, starring Kiki Palmer and Ice Cube. If people wanted to see you play, uh, where where could they go to see you play? Where could they kind of you know find out some info about some of the women's leagues and stuff? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. If you want to see me play, uh, you can search WFA. Um, that's the Women's Football Association. Um, it'll show our schedule. Um, or you can go to NevadaStorm.com, or I think it's .com or something like that. And uh, or even go to Nevada Storm on Facebook, um, Instagram. You can go to Jasmine Plummer on Facebook. Uh, I think it's Jasmine Plummer underscore for real uh, for Instagram for me. Um, I have my schedules posted. Um, we will be playing our first uh, home opener um, April 30th at Reno High School. I believe it's at six o'clock. And uh, that's going to be a great game. It's actually going to be televised as well. Um, our two of our games is two or three of our games are going to be televised on like ESPN or something this year. So that's pretty dope. 
Um, but yeah, like go to those websites, Google it. Yeah, you'll find it for sure. Well, that's rad that it'll be televised so people can watch it from wherever. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and right right now, just, you know, I'm kind of curious too. So how many times a week, you know, do you practice? Like, is, uh, is it, and especially, I mean, especially leading up to games, I guess, is it pretty, like pretty time and intensive? Um, kind of a bit, kind of a little bit. Uh, so we practice three days a week, two hours uh, a day. And then when games come, it's, you know, it's two days and then the game, and then, you know, some of the games are pretty far, like we're going to Denver for our first game. So that's pretty far from here. So that's very time consuming and expensive to get out there and all that. So um, that's definitely one of the time consuming. And then, like I said, like for my son, then I'm going to have to, well, if we leave on like a Friday, you know, he might miss some practice or something. So, Yeah. <laughs> What position are you playing quarterback? What position are you playing? Uh, I'm running back, uh, number 22. Uh, running back. Um, that's pretty much uh, my offensive side. I do a little bit of free safety cornerback stuff on defense. Um, but now, like I said, we got a lot more girls, so we're, I'm pretty much going to be on one side. Yeah. I one one more thing that I would say is um one of the most important things that I've learned from my football journey is oh just sport journey and in general is that that knowledge is really the most important thing and passing on that knowledge and really helping others is one of the most important goals and really the true power and that is one of the biggest things that I, I would say for sure pretty much yeah life experience learning from the from history learning from your own challenges your own feelings like sharing that like like with the coaches sharing that life lessons and learnings with other people really open up their eyes and like you know like I mean it could be with like a BLM with um talking to someone who never even like who know never even known a black person before like sharing that knowledge really opens their mind up and you know, get more people on the same page. Cause I mean, we're all we're humans aren't innately bad. We just like people are ignorant to different situations and knowledge sharing it and you know, helping each other out is really what's gonna help the human race, period. And really, you know, can it sell what our ancestors' wildest dreams is sharing that knowledge and getting progressing successfully. Today, we were in conversation with Jasmine Plummer about the power and potential of sports, which can be a conduit for so many things, from giving kids an outlet for their talents and passions, to creating a space for adults to pass on knowledge to the next generation, to inspire and guide young people, especially in difficult circumstances where other paths to progress might be obstructed, to being a way to have fun and connect with other people, maybe even meet someone and fall in love. Cheesy, I know, but you heard it here. Jasmine met her wife playing basketball. Watch Jasmine and her team play on April 30th at Reno High. Visit nevadastormfootball.com for more info.
Thanks for listening. Till next time, this was Soft Power Radio. I just want to ask you some questions about the spaceship. The count is picked up at zero minus ten seconds. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero, fire!